Vainsworth. A wild and exposed realm survived only by those with enough willpower or cunning. Trapped between the harsh bleak rise desert and the dead ribwood forest, we find a town called Fortune. The closest wa water source, a sliver of the Rust Ridge River, is a day's journey away. The sun is cruel and the environment crueler. Folks try their luck in the mine, hoping to find a miracle. They rarely find anything, but we might. The denizens of Vainsworth have yet to find out, but we are at the precipice of a miracle unknown. Something wild. Something magical. Welcome to Wild Magic West. Uh, this is a homebrew campaign using a D&D 5e system, GM'd by me, Invecta Somnium, and four of my very good friends. Uh, how about we just go down the line and introduce ourselves, uh, starting with Artie. Oh boy, oh boy. Um, oh my goodness, I'm so nervous. Um, holy crap. Uh, my name is Artie, otherwise known as Stupid Saint. Um, I have a few podcasts on my channel and various content, um, and I've been playing D&D for maybe a year now. Um, I'm really excited for this campaign, and I'm really excited for my character, um, Miss Alice Good. Uh, Dev? Alright, uh, my name is Dev, uh, also known as The Reclusive God on Twitch. I also stream, like, sometimes, uh, sometimes I don't, I don't know. Um, I am very excited for my character, uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to start. I'm nervous right now, but I'm ready. Let's get it. And Jordan? All right. Uh, I'm Jordan. Um, on t Twitter, my hash, my name is One Heller Step, and I am, I've been playing D&D &D for a while. Uh, this is my first time doing any kind of uh, live streamed D&D. My character is named Elsie Adder, and I am super excited for this. I am Mari. I don't really do Twitch. Um, I'm just here for the fun. I've been doing D&D for less than half a year. Um, I'm excited because this is my first campaign from the start that I've been in, and hope you enjoy my character, Soche Salazar. Alrighty. Let's get started. The sun is at an all-time high. It's struck just noon uh, as boots hit the dry and coarse uh, sand right outside the town called Fortune. Soche Salazar, you hop off your horse, your loyal horse Diablo, um, the black uh, Steed gives a <laughs> quick snort um, and treads on the ground with a type of impatience almost uh, as you stand outside the sign. Uh, the sign is worn, made out of wood. Uh, the paint that uh, denominates the town's name uh, is peeling, um, flaked off in multiple letters uh, but you can still read it uh, you've never been to this town before uh, you're a bounty hunter a wanderer um, but you've never really been this far south 
as you approach the town, uh, Mari, would you please describe your character? Um, so Socha stands at an average, a little bit over average height for a female average build. Uh, she has a medium to warm brown skin because of how much she is found in the sun. And if you look close enough, she does have freckles over her nose and cheeks. She has blue eyes, dark raven hair that's typically braided. And she's always very well clothed unless the temperature gets too hot. Otherwise, she keeps covered from the sun with a whip on her left hip and a gun on her right. Excellent. Uh... As you uh, kind of step past the wooden staked fence um, at this entrance of the town, uh, you can see townsfolk uh, walking by. None of them pay you much attention aside from a wayward glance here and there. Um, for the most part, they all seem to be, you know, minding their own business. Their heads are pointed down, looking at the dirt. Um, they all seem to have a place to go. Um, at least, that's the impression that they're pushing on. Uh, all except for one. Uh, a young girl, probably around 10 years old, uh, has stopped in front of you, squinting at you uh, with her gaze. Just uh, the essence of judgment um, as she scrunches her nose. Uh, lucky for her, your head blocks the sun from shining directly into her eyes. Uh, she has strawberry blonde hair and little dots along her face that could be freckles or just dirt that has not been cleaned off in quite a few weeks. With her knuckles pressed to her hips, you new around here? Such a looks around. I'm sorry, what? Are you new around here? I ain't recognized you before. The name's Hey Bale, but you can call me Bailey if you want. Hey Bale. Hmm. What's your name? Soche. You lost? And what gives it off that I'm lost? I don't know. I just figured that you might be lost. You just standing here. I just got here. Where you come from? Here and there. You came from here? Hmm. Not exactly here. Where's there? Such a looks around a bit, just trying to find someone who may be responsible for this kid. Doesn't look like there's any adults who are taking custody of this one. Uh, she spits mm. into her palm and holds it out for you uh, to shake. I look at her palm for a second, then I just grab her wrist and shake it. So you shouldn't just hold in your hand. What do you mean? I I only just doing my manners. Mm, mm, who taught you that? You know, people around here. My uncle. Mm. Don't you have somewhere to be, kid? Yeah, I gotta be here or there. How about you go there? Uh, she, you see that she cranes her neck and kind of looks past your arm. And her eyes widen a little bit and she goes, uh, That your horse? <laughs> yes. What's its name? I'm sorry, what? It's got a name. His name is Diablo. Diablo. Mm-hmm. Is he an old Diablo. horse? Mm, not that old. Reckon I could ride it? Mm. I'm good at riding Sorry. horses. I mean, I, I haven't more... before, but mm -hmm. I think I'd be. Mm. 
doesn't seem so hard. You just sit on it. Tell where to go, and it goes. Mm-hmm. Look, kid, why don't you go to your uncle and ask him for a horse, and maybe you can ride that horse. Hey, he don't like riding horses. But you're the one who wants to ride it. Yeah, I ain't my uncle. Um, I try to walk forward past you. Uh, she kind of lets you pass, but uh, as you walk uh, deeper into town, she's kind of uh, trailing at your elbow. Is that Did a gun on your hip? Did you to be? Mm, yep. You ever kill a man? Maybe. Why you kill him? What's with all the questions? I just want to know. Do you not know the answer? Is that why? Mm. Stop from footsteps. Has anyone told you that you shouldn't stick your nose in places it doesn't belong? Yeah, Sheriff Bishop says it a lot. And? And I tell him he can go shove it. Well, why don't you? Because I just want to know. Teacher over there says that a curious mind is a good mind. Mm. If I tell you, will you leave me be? Maybe. Maybe not. Then maybe not. Oh, you never know. They say don't make too many promises that you don't want to keep. But then sometimes it's okay, because you can just break them later on. Never mind. Hmm? What was that? Nothing. Okay. So did you kill a man? How about this, kid? I let you pet Diablo, and would you let me be then? How about you let me ride him for like two to five minutes? And then... How about I let you pet him for five minutes and that's all. And then I get to ride him. No. No riding. Your feet stay on the ground. My feet aren't that long. It could be real hard if I have to ride him with my feet touching the ground. That's the point. You're not going to be riding him. Well, I don't want him to ride me. He's way too big and my back is kind of small. Just, you're not going to ride him, okay? Just going to pet him. Not today. Got it. Uh, with that, she kind of turns on her heel and skips over to Diablo. I'm just going to watch her for a bit before turning to continue walking forward. Okay. Uh, where are you headed? Let me adjust the map for you. To your left are, are clearly horse stables. And to the right, you can see a building with smoke billing out of it. Uh, you can hear the clanging of metal. I'll continue forward a bit more. Mm. Probably eventually stop at the saloon. As you step into the saloon, uh, you see that the murmur of the crowd hushes for a brief moment of time just to check on who's just entered, but doesn't pause for very long as people return back to their business. There's a Gilla monster dragonborn, a big sturdy fellow, dressed quite nicely, but you know his. His clothes have a few tatters, you know. He's currently polishing an empty glass, wringing out a smudge towel and then tossing it over his shoulder as he places it in front of the bar. His expression over his scales kind of creases as he looks to you. He goes, you're a new face. What can I get you? What do you have? We got some whiskey and some beer. Yesterday we mm-hmm. had a shipment of water come in. You got that if you have the money. I can get you a small glass of that. Take a whiskey and water. Both? Mm-hmm. You got the funds for that? If I ordered it, wouldn't that mean I did? I don't know where you come from, miss, but that doesn't really work around here. You pay up front. I ain't looking to get How shortchanged. Much? I'd say about 12 silver will do you both. All right. 
she reaches into her pocket just by the weight and her hand in her pocket she takes out the 12 pieces of silver and puts them in front of her the person at the uh, counter next to you glances over the light from the uh, window kind of sparkles and shines on the silver coins and out of the corner of your eye you can see that a few other heads turn the shine of silver but not for very long as Gib quickly scoops up the coins, deposits them into a container behind the counter and sets out two glasses uh, in front of you uh, soon enough one will be poured with the fire water of your choice as well as a much smaller glass of fairly clear liquid Water and whiskey. Thank you. Uh, he pushes it to you and goes back to polishing in our glass. After he lets you get a few sips in, he asks, uh, what brings you here to the town? Business. Business? What sort of business? You here for the mine? Personal business. Personal business. Well, I assume you want to keep that personal business private business. She I ain't here to pry. Thank you. You want to... Say where you come from, or is that private too? Don't really come from anywhere. Everyone comes from somewhere. I guess I'm not everyone then. Hmm. I reckon. Why don't you tell me a little about your town, though? Town called Fortune? Mm -hmm. Well, I wouldn't be surprised that you haven't heard about it very much. It's uh, about what you saw is what you get. You got the silver mine out back, if that's what your private business is, making yourself a fortune. There you have it. But if you're looking for entertainment, or something of that sort, clearly... You seem like you have the resources to allow yourself some enjoyment. You have the Fool's House Parlor and Brothel right behind here. Take a right and you can't miss it. But if you're looking to cause any trouble, I suggest you wouldn't. I don't know what town you come from, but at least this town has some law enforcement here. Decent one at that, which is a rarity of its own. Mm. Well, I can tell you that I'm not here to cause any trouble. That's what they all say. Mm. If you need a place to stay, the inn next to me has decent rates for a night. Not that it seems to matter to you. Well, I thank you. Name's Gib. Soche. You hold out your hand for him. His hands are uh, these big, meaty hands. You can see that he's missing a finger on his right one. One of his uh, uh, fingers in the middle of his four-fingered hand. Uh, I guess on his right side, it's a three-fingered hand. But he gives you a solid shake, looking very satisfied as he releases yours and says, got strong grip. Rough as hands, you. too. Thought someone with your type of money would be a little bit more regal. Soft-handed? Soft-handed, yes. <laughs> then again, people who get their money more legal aren't. Well, their hands are made to be soft, but they ain't clean. Then again, whose are? That's true. You need something to eat? Ah, <sighs> Yeah, that would... That would be grateful. Have some steak, if you're willing to part with five silver. Take the steak. Good choice. Uh, <laughs> as he goes to prepare uh, his steak, you notice that uh, a few more eyes are on you. Uh, but if you are ever to turn around or uh, confront those gazes, they quickly turn away and find something interesting to look at instead. And as you wait for your steak, uh, we'll go just a few buildings over over to the fool's house parlor the fool's house parlor is a building full of activity although the music is a little bit more uh exciting a little bit more uh active uh, you can hear the clattering of chips and silver coins being passed along and moved around stacked and knocked over in fits of rage 
with yelps of excitement and groans of dismay. At one of these card tables, we come across Miss Alice Good. Artie, would you please describe your character? Yeah, um, Alice Good uh, is a reasonably tall woman. Uh, every Western needs like a roguish, cunning idiot, um, and that's Alice. Uh, her hair is usually tied up in a bun, so it's off of her neck and it's uh, and back, and uh, it's black. Um, her skin is a very light, cool toned brown. Um, and she's usually dressed in men's clothes uh, because of their utility, although many people in the town aren't a big fan of that. Uh, this makes her uh, uh, frame look kind of boxy and clumsy, but uh, Alice is a lot uh, quicker uh, than you think. Alice, what are you doing today at the Fool's House Parlor? I'm working. Uh, currently, uh, Alice is in the middle of a uh, game. One of the table, one of the men at the table, have already been um, uh, dealed out. He's lost his money already, and he's kind of just uh, glaring at Alice currently um, as she's uh, very coolly dealing out another set of cards. You sure? You sure I couldn't just, you know, bet and then pay it back later on? I, I, I feel it. I feel like I could win this one. I feel like I could win this one for sure. Now, Jacob, you and I both know that if you don't have the money to put in the pot, you don't get the cards. I, I you knew how much money I came in here with. I'm, I'm not saying I can get it all back, but I can at least get most of it back. If you just, if you just give me a chance, just like a, you know, I'm a regular here. You know that I come here often, but you don't have to, you don't have to tell Clover anything. I swear, I can, I, I come here enough. I make you plenty of money. No, you're not asking me to play favorites, are you? Rules are rules. You know how the house is. I know how the house is. I just. <clears throat> uh, you you see have he... better luck tomorrow. We'll see about that. Uh, you see that he stands up uh, and, for good measure, kind of bumps his hip into the table, knocking over the stacks of uh, chips that the other patrons had neatly in front of them uh, as he storms out. At the corner of the room closest to you, probably only about 15 foot feet away, you see a big burly dragonborn, Frank the Bouncer, kind of grunt and kind of stand up from the lean on his wall as if to maybe intervene if you need him to. Well, that's all right, Frank. He gives you a curt nod. He's not much, uh, he's not one for many words um, and goes back to his lean moving basically not at all the only movement uh that you can see is his eyes flicking from table to table some might think he's dumb a uh, big burly fella who's only there for the muscles but you know that behind those eyes is a keen keen mind who's checking for any unfavorable activity at the fool's house the uh, the two remaining patrons at your table put in their chips just hedging Minor bets, nothing too exciting so far. Unlike your friend, quote-unquote, Jacob, these ones are sitting a little bit prettier uh, in terms of their fortune today. As you deal out the cards in front of them, they each take a peek. The one on the right, an Aarakocra missing an eye, blinks once, blinks twice, and then puts the cards back down and taps a hand on the table. Ready for a hit. Uh, I will give him that. The human directly ahead of you looks at his cards, 
And you can see you can see him give a little tell as his whips purse. Um, but it's only it's a very quick sign uh, of dismay as he looks at his cards as he shakes his head no. Uh, go ahead and roll me a sleight of hand to see how these uh, how this round is dealt. Mm -hmm. That was uh, that's actually a nat one, and I have a plus seven, so that is a nat eight. <laughs> Our first roll of the campaign, mm. the first roll mm. of tonight, we get a nat one. From here, it can only go up, allegedly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, as you deal out the hand, you deal one to their to Eric Cockra, as they both signify that they're ready to show, uh, you flip over. The house gets a 15. The Aarakocra gets a 20. And the human looks up at mm. you, gives a small smile that betrays the look of dismay that he, did, he had originally, mm. and flips over a face and a 10, winning him the pot. He adds it to his already accumulating mountain of coins. And you know, at this point, house policy is not to let that m much uh, money leave the building. Aarakocra looks over at the coins, rolls uh, his remaining eye, pushes the cards back to you, and takes his chips uh, to cash out, leaving only you and the man directly across. The man directly across smiles, his mouth missing a handful of teeth, or rather a fistful of teeth, if we're going to talk about how he lost them, as he pushes the cards back, but gives a quick signal of, deal me another round. I'm not going to question that in any way. I'm going to uh, take the cards and shuffle them. When Alice shuffles her cards, they're like, it's very quick. Uh, her fingers are very good at what they do. And I don't know. I think that uh, seeing all of that money on his on his side of the table is not going to be super great for business. And I don't want to be yelled at by Walmond. So I'm going to attempt to try to clown this man. I, I need to try to rig this game so that the house wins the next game. All right. While you are dealing this hand, I'm going to let you choose to decide which, decide what role you want to do. You can either do a side of hand like you did before, or okay. you have access to a deception role. Now with the deception uh, role, uh, you will mm -hmm. have uh, advantage. Okay, yeah. I'll do the deception with advantage. Why not? A 21. The man with the lack of teeth leans back in his chair, quite pleased with his uh, luck so far. Kind of glances around uh, almost at a leisurely pace. Uh, he doesn't seem too much, too bothered, or even uh, suspicious of any funny business as he kind of just looks around, kind of eyeing the other tables to see where else he might cross his fortune. Uh, as you deal the cards, and you know what the outcome of this would be, uh, he only puts in a small stack of coins and before padding his large accumulation. He mm. goes, uh, just a small one. Interesting. I don't... Okay, so what I want to try to do here is because he's being very, like... He's being very tight-fisted with his money right now. I want to get him confident. Mm -hmm. I don't want him to be scared to, like, put money in. Okay. So can I throw this next hand? And okay. I can, like, I'd like to talk to him and be like, man, that's, uh, 
you're are you gonna are you gonna do another did you want to do another round um and oh. i was very nervous and, and worried like this is probably not good oh no i'm just may i try my hand on our table you know i don't want to push my luck staying in one place stagnant water breeds pests you know right right um i i lost the last hand uh well the house lost the last hand uh but if you don't want to follow down that trail i understand i'm just saying poker over there seems pretty promising oh tr trust me my, my my father was a miner he knew when to not uh go after a certain vein of precious metal your father miner uh, what's his name maybe i know him oh uh he's just some nobody um you gonna play another game one more, all right, one more. Uh, How about this? How about this? You double the bet, and I will match it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if I my luck is uh, worse than yours. Mister Clover will let you match the bet. I would let. Is Walmond in the in like with an eyesight currently? No. I nod. Sure. Customer as loyal as you. Why not? How about this? Uh, he pushes the whole stack of coins between the two of you will you match that alice is going to put on the face of nervousness and shake her and and not shake her head nod her head hesitantly as she matches that with whatever funds that she needs to get from like the safe or whatever i'd say you're good at bluffing but you ain't that good uh as you <laughs> as you deal the next hand go ahead and give me another sleight of hand check to affix the fate of the cards as I do this, mm -hmm. I'm going to say, um, well, you know, women, uh, we ain't very good at lying. And uh, I'm going to roll this a 24. <laughs> As you give him the two cards, he looks at it, makes the same face of dismay, but motions you for, him, for you to give him a hit. Okay. Um, I would like to give him good cards uh, and look at him and say, you're not a, you're taking rather long there. I just want to you're save it the moment. Of, you're not thinking of tripling the bet. I'm all in already. I ain't got much more no. to give. Well, I mean, you got a nice horse out there. You got a horse to bet with this too? Well, I mean, I've only got the one horse. How about, uh, I'll bet the horse. But, and uh, the pot. And the pot. And you match Wee. it. And... Maybe dinner. You know what? Uh, how about this? If you win, I'll buy you dinner. If the house uh, gets these, you know, get, gets this, gets the good cards, you, you know, uh, well, I'll take the pants right off of your uh, legs as well. Oh, I'm sure that'll be happening either way. You see that he uh, gnaws and... Uh, yeah! <laughs> and, uh, motions for you to give him the card you give him a card he looks at it then gives you a sly grin you can see exactly where on his gums the indents of where his teeth should be and you can see the dark holes of where rotted roots now lie buried um, he flips one card over savoring each one it's an eight then a four, then another eight, bring him to 20. But as 
the house reveals the second card after the ten. It's a queen. You see his nostrils flare at the reveal of the house's cards. He scowls at you, looking back at the cards as if maybe if he blinks enough times that the the numbers will change in his favor. Finally, when they don't, he stands up and slams the table. It's rigged! Rigged! Uh, you can see spittle kind of just spray from his mouth uh, and land at the cards. Uh, you, you set me up! You, you, this is a bunch of, it's a scam. You're, you're thieves, no good thieves. Hi, Hayata. You see that he reaches into uh, his belt, uh, grasping at his knife. But as soon as he whips out the knife, the blade ready to be pointed at you, a strong reptilian hand lunges out of nowhere. And here, Frank's gravelly voice just go, no, no, no. And you see as the man is slowly whipped into the air by his wrist by the seven-foot dragonborn. Now you've gone and been rowdy. Frank, darling, since he's in the air and your hands are free, one of your hands are free, do you mind removing that gentleman's trousers for me? You just see it, he just immediately just pants this man. It, and you, your table is at the center of the Fool's House parlor. He just fully pants the man, ripping it from the front and he holds it out to you you didn't you didn't want them in one piece did you no sir that's that looks perfectly fine um i would like to lean toward uh this customer i'm seated still because uh, i'm not going to stand um and i'm gonna say because you were so intent on trying to embarrass me by being salacious and inappropriate uh, I figure I would return the favor. Now you can walk out, ass out, for all the whole town to see. I don't even know what salacious means. So, that's there. He spits at you. And that's enough for Frank to just flex his muscles <laughs> and just fling him out of, out of the parlor. You hear the door frame crack a little as one of, one of the double doors kind of gets knocked off its hinges a bit. And you can hear, you can see uh, the man kind of tumble into the street street pantsless before getting to his feet and scrambling off uh, frank looks at you one hand now empty the other hand filled with torn pants and just goes should i put these with the others and he looks to the wall of other torn pants that are kind of hung as like a trophy <laughs> yes sir you go ahead and uh, you nail that one to the very top all right you see, he goes off and does that. Um, as you kind of clean up your table, and the other tables slowly look up and go back, they all kind of glance at the wall of torn pants and then just quickly look down, grateful for their belts and their, <laughs> their, uh, their fortune in more ways than one. You hear Clover's voice holler over the murmur. Good! My office. Okay. Um, uh, she's gonna stand up. 100% just swearing under her breath. Um, she's gonna look at Frank, like, almost like as if he could do something about it. Um, and she's gonna go up to his office, like, head head hung very low, very much like the puppy that was in the trash. Um, and then uh, she'll go up. Walman Clover, the owner of the Fool's House Parlor and the brothel connected to it, is an albino rat folk. 
middle-aged at this point uh, with his feet uh, propped on his the, the top of his desk, which is surrounded by very neat, even stacks of silver coins, each one hand-polished uh, before joining its brethren. As you open the door, you see that he is in the midst of cleaning one, inspecting it, and then looking at his reflection as best he can. Walman Clover sits up a bit, but not very much, as if only just to look over these this mountain range of coins uh, to see who entered. His tail flicks from side to side as he uh, motions for you to close the door behind you. What's all the commotion down there? Oh, it was a... Uh... Just a bit of a, just a bit of a kerfuffle. I mean, nothing worth the attention. Uh, someone just got a little upset that they lost. My door broken again? Well, not entirely. Uh, it's actually just the right side of the door frame and not the entire door frame. Um, <sighs> well, you can take it out of my check. And it's I not really, really Frank's fault. Frank's fault. Of course not. Frank's way keeps this business running. I mean, you do your part, of course. It's uh, just about time for you to head off, ain't it? Uh, just about. Unless you let me out early. How much you get from, uh... Well, he's about to leave the parlor with uh, or a hundred silver. hundred um, silver? He came in with that much? Well, I don't... I'm not really in the habit of asking our customers where they get their coin. Um, but yes, he eventually won that much. Uh, he was having some very good luck, sir. And I'm sure uh, you any... turned that luck into our luck. Yes, sir. You know what I say? We run a fair business, but we don't run a charity. Yes, sir. Um, I also have a, a horse, a new horse. Uh, or, or you have a new horse. Um, what would you like to do with it? Well, you can sell it to the bank. I hear that they need a new courier horse, and this came from the bet? Yes, sir. The horse should sell for about 30 silver. You can take, I'll take 15 extra off your debt. Plus half of today's wages, of course. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, that sounds, uh... Generous. I might be fine to me. Don't say I don't do anything for you. She's gonna nod. Um, obviously she hoped to get the full 30, but, uh... Alice 100% defaults to Walmond here. She doesn't, she doesn't argue with him. Off you go. But make sure that the silver's all locked up before you leave. I nod. Um, and right before I leave, I go, there's a new pair of pants on the wall. If you're interested. And I'll close the door. <laughs> uh, you can just hear that he's gone back to stacking uh, his coins. As you kind of pass, you can see that another card dealer has has deposited his table's earning to Frank and kind of waits at you for at the door for you. When you finally 
join him at the entrance. Curtis looks over at you and goes, so that's two in a week? I think I think you were averaging about one or so uh, per week a few days ago. Yeah, you know, uh, the quota of men who constantly make jackasses of themselves uh, is going up. So my average should be hitting a spike. You know, Walman's not going to like that uh, we have to keep replacing doors all the time. Well, maybe Frank needs to stop throwing them at the door. Could throw them at the bar, maybe. He used to do that, table. remember? And then the bar got dented. It wasn't always a U-shape. Oh my goodness, it was straight at one point? Well, most things were. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Um, I, I really don't, I mean, he's gonna take it out of my paycheck anyway. What's the deal with that anyways? Like, some of them were talking like, well, what's this sort of arrangement he keeps mentioning about? It's an arrangement between employer and employee. All right, well, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't need to know all the, the details about that. Oh, it's certainly not that, I can assure you. Oh, I mean, I, 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 was, I wasn't saying that it was. I wasn't saying that it was. I, I immediately narrow my eyes. You got a belt on, Curtis? <sighs> now, Sorry. I'm going to pretend. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know, it's all right. The business between me and Mr. Clover is complicated. It's genetic, if that makes any sense. You see that he kind of like looks behind you as if expecting to see a tail that he hasn't seen before. Uh, kind of be sprouting from your pants. <laughs> Not that kind of genetic, you idiot. <laughs> My god. <laughs> hey, I wasn't gonna judge. I figured that you got most of your books from your mother instead. <laughs> Except I don't have a single patch of white hair on me, Curtis. <laughs> uh, just you wait. You stay in the town long enough, you will. Yeah, that's uh, if I stay around long enough. What's that supposed to mean? You looking to head out? I ain't gonna die in this dusty town. Of course I'm heading out. Just sometime soon. Not tomorrow or anything, but sometime soon. You, uh, yeah, my well wishes. Plenty of people have tried to leave. They don't get that far. Yeah, well, I want to see the ocean. And I'm tired of all this goddamn dirt, so. The ocean. <laughs> 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 the, that's just a fairy tale ain't no such mean? thing as an ocean listen my mom used to tell me stories about the ocean all the time she said that it was as wide and expansive as the sky that you couldn't see the you couldn't see all all, all of it not, not like a puddle or anything yeah yeah and i bet she said that you know probably rains every day over there there's probably like i don't know Fire pigs that jump on top of the waves, too. Fire pigs? Now you're just being ridiculous, Curtis. I'm the one being ridiculous? You're talking about more water than you can see. Yeah, well, it's out there, and I'm gonna go see it. Well, and tell the fire pigs I say howdy. You know what? Maybe they won't, have, they won't want anything to do with you, Curtis. I don't want anything to do with them. I, the fire <laughs> and the pigs that I like, they don't make much noise anyways. He gives you a quick nod and walks off. As you kind of separate from your fellow employee of the Fool's House Parlor, we're going to 
go just across the street uh, over to the sheriff's office. Inside one of the holding cells is an Aarakocra charged with an attempt burglary of a horse. The Aarakocra has their wrists and their ankles bound, looks up at you, and gives a indignant squawk. Uh, Sheriff Bishop, would you please describe your character? All right, Sheriff Bishop here, and uh, stand around six foot four, fairly tall. I'm in my late 20s, uh, and I, you can usually catch me around town looking tired, kind of mean mugging everyone. And I'm always flipping this little silver piece coin that I have. But uh, I don't say much. I don't have too many friends around town. But uh, yeah, I have a uh, beautiful golden brown mane. I am a Leonin, uh, if that makes any sense. The tall lion. Um, but yeah, that's my appearance right there. The Aarakocra, this, uh, this bird person, uh, kind of resembles... Uh, peregrine falcon with dark feathers and dark eyes that kind of laser in on you uh, as they say look i may have attempted to steal the horse but you caught me beforehand so technically i didn't steal the horse because i didn't get to so technically there's no crime now you see, I see you're trying to use these little, uh, these little mind tricks here. It's the and, law, uh, right? No harm, no foul. That's, that's definitely not how the law works around a town called Fortune. Now, I caught you trying to steal this horse. You thought you were clever. You tried to run away. And now you got that gunshot wound in your shoulder. You Maybe you should be in the cell for shooting me. Listen, I'm the law around this town, okay? You tried to steal something. And now you're going to serve your time. But Sheriff, I'm innocent. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you're innocent. Yeah. Who's to say so I even did the crime that, you, that you're accusing me of? We caught you stealing the horse right outside. It was my horse. It was my horse. You caught me. It was my <laughs> horse. You, you, you were trying to steal your own horse and get away. No, I was trying to take my own horse off to my farm that I have. So if you're a horse, why would you run away from me, son? I wanted to do some cardio. I don't have time for liars, son. Okay. Alright. Uh, what if we make you a deal? You're not I... making a deal with me. Okay. Uh, what if you make me a deal. You're starting to piss me off, son. You want to stay in there longer than you already are? I would like actually to stay in here less. Well, how about you shut up and just serve your time, huh? Don't you want to know who I wasn't involved with? Yeah, go ahead and tell me that. Tell me everything. It was, uh... The, uh... The... Mm -hmm. The Desert Drakes. The Desert Drakes put me up to it, and I can tell you where they're hiding. Uh, if you just let me go. And out of these handcuffs. Can I see if he's lying? Absolutely, you can roll it. Uh, go ahead and roll an insight check into this Aarakocra. You know his name to be Verdon. Okay. Uh, Vernon? Verdon. Oh, 
That's an at one, which is an at six. It's not that he that he's it is possible that he knows the desert drakes. However, you do know that there were there was nobody with him when he went to try and take mm-hmm. the horse. And you know that it is not his horse or anybody else's horse except for your horse. Because the horse he was trying to steal was your horse. So you're telling me that the Desert Drakes put you up to steal They did. My horse. That, my was, that, was, that was your horse. And you were stupid enough to try to steal the sheriff of a town called Fortune horse. Did they I'm the Desert Drakes wanted me to. Yeah. Okay, the Desert Drakes told you to go jump off a cliff. Would you do that too, son? Probably right, not, but maybe here. You're standing here. I don't have time for this. You serve your time, then maybe you can get out. You piss me off more, and you're gonna be standing here longer. You heard me? I know what happened to Rook. Mmm, now I have your attention. That's right. What did you just say to me, son? Uh, you see that his confidence has evaporated quicker than water on your outside porch. I, uh, uh, I think I like it here in this cell. This is a, wow, did you get new bedding while I was away? Oh, wow, is this, this is, a? well, it's like feathers, like, uh, straight from my mama. Soft sand. Oh, so so nice! Wow, I I think I'll just sit here for a little bit, serve my time like a like a repentful citizen. Uh, I would like to approach the cell. <laughs> you and... see, he backs up uh, like farther <laughs> against the wall. Uh, now, now, sh- now, sheriff. Uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps we don't need to make a deal. What, what, what about we? Uh, <laughs> uh, what if we don't? Oh, uh, I've, I've, I'm so now, sorry about the horse. Now you hear me good, okay? You say that name again, this sale is going to be the last thing you got to worry about. <laughs> Loud and clear, I hear you crystal clear. How clearer than, clearer than, uh, uh, spit on um, glass. For a good measure, I would like to bar my teeth at them, bare my teeth at them. Um, they are very, very sharp teeth. <laughs> He gives like a quick yelp and kind of just like goes to like farther to the corner of uh, his cell. At the mention of Rook, um, that is a very sensitive subject for uh, me. And I would just like to go back to the desk, just kind of look over a few papers that I was looking over before. Um, Probably like uh, some details of, not even details, probably just writing down the details of the case and what just transpired and such uh sir uh you see that uh at the door uh tabaxi with orange fur stand across his vest there's a star uh, only a five-pointed star signifying him as a junior deputy sir uh sorry i don't believe we've been formally introduced yet uh i am setting sun Deputy Candor recruited me for the second deputy position. Uh, 
Candor sent you, huh? Yes, well, sir. Uh, so nice to meet you. Uh, what you what you call yourself again? Setting Sun, sir. Setting Sun. Okay. Uh, well, I'm sure Bishop. It's uh, real nice to meet you. Um, yeah. Head uh, sheriff here, town call fortune. You already uh, know that. I, I, I know, sir. Uh, Deputy Candor told me that uh, you've been sheriff for about a, about a year now. Yeah, about a year. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's no lies there. He said that uh, you kind of got it because you were you were a deputy to the previous sheriff uh, before he died, of course. Uh, I would like to stand up again to my full height and kind of walk closer to him um as he says that setting sun um is a tabaxi so he's like a sort of like a cat person uh he's Mm -hmm. somewhat similar in build to you although a little bit slimmer a little bit more lankier um he's only a few inches shorter than you however uh but as you step forward he uh takes one step back but only one is that what you believe son is that not the truth listen I don't know what Candor told you about whatever's going on here, but I'm the sheriff rightfully, okay? I understand that. That's Uh, how it is. Of course, sir. Um, I look forward to working with you um, and getting all the knowledge that you uh, may have to offer and training me. All right. Uh, Sorry. I uh, had a bit of a rough day. Uh, We had an incident earlier, and I'm a little on edge, but... uh, what, what do you do around the town called Fortune? What's your background? Uh, I've, I'm only, uh, I've been, I'm new here. I've been about here for about, a, about two months now. Oh, you're new, new to the town, huh? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, but I, I know, I know Candor uh, a while back. Hmm. Uh, Candor was friends with my papa. Okay. Interesting. Well, enjoy your stay. Uh, Ain't much going on first day unless you want to babysit this one over here. Now heading on towards the air cocker. Uh, you see the setting sun kind of, you know how like cats, their eyes, their pupils kind of go into slits. Um, mm-hmm. Setting sun's able to do that on command uh, and does so, affixing his gaze on the air cocker. He gives a curt nod and uh, goes over to the empty desk. Uh, the desk that used to be yours about a year and a half ago. As he does so, you hear that there's a little bit of a clambering commotion outside. Suddenly the door swings open and you see the hay bale stands at the doorway and goes, Sheriff, Sheriff, come quick. There's There's been a major issue. There's a major problem. Bailey, last time we did this. No, no, I swear. I swear. Now. This is the big deal. The mayor's daughter's been kidnapped. Too. What? The mayor's daughter. She's been kidnapped. And speaking of the mayor's daughter, we turn not to another building, not to a location in town, but we turn to a moving pack of horses. Um, And upon one of those horses is a burlap sack. And within that sack is a young woman. Jordan, would you please describe your character? Elsie Adder is a blonde human woman of average height with brown eyes and a slim build. She's often seen wearing a tan and green dress with sturdy lady spats. And uh, she's in a burlap sack right now and looking mighty grumpy. 
as you feel the bounce of the horse galloping along, uh, and you can, as try as you might, you've probably already tried to move within this bag. You know that it's been somehow fastened to the horse to not let you get away. You, you can hear over the yells and the whooping and the horse's neighing, uh, someone yell, Oh, this is going to be a good bounty for us. Was, uh, the mayor's daughter, oh man, I told you it would work. I told you we would be able to get her. Uh, tell me, Elsie Adder, how did these, this band of hooligans get the one up on you? So, uh, Elsie was on the outskirts of town. There's been a curious little, um, just a tiny little bush of some very curious looking flowers growing. She's been traveling to and from that little spot for the for about a week or so. Probably earlier that day, she went out early in the morning to look at it. Wasn't paying attention when they grabbed her. At, over this course of time, uh, you can make out uh, four distinct voices. Three male um, and one female, at least from what you can tell. Uh, you haven't really gotten a good look of at any of them. Um, and I would say that, you know, judging by your estimates, you've been in the burlap sack on the horse for about a good 10 minutes, um, which doesn't place you that far away from town, uh, but far enough to be probably a little concerned as they gallop. Tell me, are you trying to do anything or say anything? I'm inside a burlap, burlap sack. Correct. Um, am I gagged? No. Okay. You were you were literally bound. just like scooped up. Your hands aren't even bound. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna moving her hands around the inside of the burlap bag, just trying to find if there's any holes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, then she calls out, "You idiots! No, the farther you take me from the town, the worse it's gonna be from for you when I get captured, when I get saved, right?" That's that's fine for us. I figure the farther you get away from town, the bigger the bounty will be. Well, it's not going to save you if you idiots are dead. We'll only get dead if we die. Go ahead yeah. and roll an investigation check for some some type of escape out the bag. It is a 23. 23. Uh, as you're going on, your, uh, your index fingers find a small tear. Only enough for you to... Uh, probably fit your pinky in for right now, but if you have some way to pry it open, maybe maybe you can widen that hole. So I'm gonna uh, try and maneuver my hand so I can fit my like my fingernails in the hole, mm -hmm. and then just moving it almost like in pulses. So a quick tear and then a pause, and then a quick another quick jab, another pause, and then just trying to get the hole wide enough that I can fit my hand through. Okay. And keep trying to open it more. Go ahead and give me a strength check to tear at this bag. Uh, that is a nat 20. Well, not 19. I have a negative one. That is a nat 20. For Let's nat go. ones, <laughs> for critical fails and critical Let's successes, go. Let's go. we don't apply any type of modifier to it. You have a minus one in strength usually. Um, but I'll take that nat 20. All right. Uh, as you rip your method, uh, while not exactly quick, it is at least thorough. And in many races, slow and steady does not win the race. But in this case, it works out in your favor. 
soon enough you're able to pry open enough of a hole to fit your face through to look outside and as you do you can look out the right side of the horse that you're on and you see two other horses trailing next to you well you can't really tell they have bandanas wrapped around their face uh, but you can see two humans and maneuver just a little bit you can see that the person who is uh, steering the horse you're on is a Yonti, um, which is a snake person. As they are going, uh, you see that one of the riders to your right, or I guess directly ahead of you in this case, looks over and makes eye contact with you. It says, hey, hey, her, her face isn't supposed to be out like that. And you can see that the horses are pulled to a stop. As they stop, uh, the rider of your horse gets off and looks at you. Above their bandana, you can see two yellow eyes looking at you and go, Hey, get that back in there. And he, uh, you see that she tries to cram your face back into the bag. I want to try and bite their hand. <laughs> uh, go ahead and... What would you like to roll to bite someone's hand? I feel like it would be some sort of dex-based check, but sure. I want to go with almost with intimidation. Uh, I will let you get use one of the, one of the basic six. The basic All six. Right. Strength, uh, dex, dex con or in. Okay, dexterity is fine. Uh, check or saving throw? Uh, just a check. That is a nine. Uh, you try and bite, uh, but the rough hide of the yawn tees, um, it, it's enough to prevent you from causing any bleeding, to draw any blood. Uh, but it's enough for them to scowl and pull their hand back. <sighs> Why you gotta make things so difficult? You're trying to kidnap me, you think I make it easy? We could have killed you. This is preferable, is it not? While I do appreciate staying alive, I don't want to be kidnapped either. Look, we're just gonna hold you till we get some money for your ransom, and then we'll let you go. You're assuming the sheriff won't kill you as soon as I'm rescued. Or at least throw you in jail if it's long enough to rot all your teeth rot out. I'm sure he's not going to try and do any type of shooting or tooting or rooting if, in case he accidentally hits you. Shield, you are the mayor's daughter, after all. I'm right? so glad to be of service to you as a meat shield. Uh, you see the Yonti's flicks in the air a little bit before withdrawing into their mouth. Yonti looks to the other two and says, You, got, you see anybody on the horizon yet? The other two take a few steps forward and squint and look around their palms and hands above their brow to kind of shield out the sun. It's probably in like the mid-afternoon at this point. And you see the Yonti looks over to the fourth rider. But the Yonti goes, You did tell them that we kidnapped the mayor's daughter, right? You left the ransom note and everything. And you hear the fourth voice go, Yeah, I got the ransom note right here. Uh, you idiot! Uh, you didn't leave the note. I um. Uh, Who is this dumbass? Come here so I can look at you. You hear a few footsteps, and then the auntie goes, "No, stop! Don't, don't come. She's she's already seen our face. She doesn't need to see yours. Stay where you are." How All right, you, at least how tell me how much the ransom is. We just, I, I just wrote, "Give us as much money as you want." <laughs> I figured that that would be like an open-ended enough like you know in case they want to give more than we were thinking and to be honest I, I don't really know how much a person is worth 
Uh, you see that one of the humans looks over and says, yeah, you can't really put a, uh, a price on life, I would say. I mean, uh, and you see the Yanti just like smack her forehead and go, that's th that, that is the whole definition of a ransom. Yeah, but is, you, is that really right? You know, ethically speaking, we are, we kidnapped, we kidnapped the mayor's daughter. Right, right, right. You're, you're, you're good. You're, you're, that's true. That's, that's a, that's a true statement there. Perhaps, you idiots are perhaps, the worst befuddling puddle of morons I've ever met. You okay, okay. Leave. You gotta okay. be rude. You don't gotta be rude about it. You kidnapped me. Why would I not be rude to you? <laughs> it's. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we could just go back and drop off the note. They're okay, gonna know. Gonna they're gonna know the that note. she's missing by now. We can't go back, otherwise they would catch us. Right. What if? What if we send her back to drop off the note? Then all of yeah! us are safe. Yeah, this no, is a great idea. No, that is a dumb idea. Shut up. Stay in the bag. I'm in the bag. My face is just hanging out. <laughs> you see that the Yanti tries to like pull the bag, like the opening of the bag shut over your face. Can I like squish my arms against my chest and then like reach out really suddenly and try and grab the Yanti's arm? Uh, go ahead and give me uh, a dex check for that. All right. Like Elsie's face just like turtles <laughs> into the burlap sack, and her arms just shoot out. <laughs> shoot out. It's another nine. It's another, you you attempt to do it, but unfortunately, you're right as you do that. Only your hands get through as the Yanti closes the bag, so you just have like your hands sticking out of the bag, flailing around. I'm gonna flail uh, around in her direction to see if I can slap her. <laughs> Come here. Come here! You can try like hit you like you make contact, but it's like you, you don't have the leverage to to actually like hit anything. And you hear the four uh bandits kinda go, We can't send her back, and we left the ransom, so we're not gonna get any money out of it. What are you we gonna do now? I am I, worth at least um, twenty-five silver pieces. Wait you a second, 30. you only think you're worth thirty pieces? I would have bought my horse for 25. Are you saying you're only five silver uh, more Look. than a horse? Look, okay, we, we can bump it up to 50. I'm worth more than just how much they want to give you. They you're don't like want to give you anything. What? You're like worth a horse and a half. Yeah, that's, that's like 50, 50, right? You carry the zero, and you get the 10, and then you add a one. He's very men. sweet. I carry, I carry my zeros too. <laughs> He's very sweet, by the way. The Yanti, uh, so much more. kind of, you hear like shoving from outside the bag. You, you know that the Yanti is still holding the bag shot. Um, at least a hole in the bag shot. Yanti goes, we could at least maybe just bring her to an another town, maybe, and... Uh, get bounty hunter. Oh, I know. We'll have her kidnapped. Then we'll go back, pretend to be bounty hunters, get a lot of the money that way, and voila, we found the missing mayor's daughter. We'll be heroes of the town. That's a good plan, right? Yeah, that is a good plan. We could do that. Does that sound like a good plan to you, mayor's daughter? No, run that by me again. You're gonna abandon me. No, no, no. And then we're going to. 
hold you hostage and then when they put a bounty for your rescue we'll rescue you except for we're also the people who took you ah yeah 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 let's go with that this man's a genius you know what when she agrees like that that makes me think it's like a bad idea if, if you were if you were in our place right if you if you kidnapped the mayor's daughter hypothetically yeah if, yeah if you ki- if you kidnapped yourself a uh, hypothetically uh what would you do in a situation like this to get money well first off I wouldn't have forgotten the ransom note. Okay, okay, okay. We are way past that. We are way past that right now. We. You're we, asking me about my hypothetical plan. I'm telling you, step one. Okay, hypothetically, if you forgot the ransom note as well, because hypothetically, you're a dumb idiot. Hey, that feels real pointed at me, because I did that. I can't imagine why I'd feel pointed at you. Oh, it's just a feeling. Trust your gut. So hypothetically, if I had forgot the ransom note, then I would put the mayor's daughter back, knock her out, and then go back with the ransom note. No, go to the edge of town, find some. Okay, send you, them you, with the you, ransom you, you note. Got, you got to start over. This is this is a lot of steps. I feel like we kind of got lost a bit here. I, so we want to knock I, you out first. No. I am truly ashamed that I you was hear kidnapped that, you by hear, a like, bunch you of You feel the top like of you. the top of the bag kind of just like knock into, <laughs> knock over your head, and you just <laughs> stop, Ow! stop, let her finish, let her finish. I didn't say knock me out right now. I I got I didn't know if this was like a now sort of thing or if like this is what you wanted us to do. Is this still your plan? No, no, this this is a hypothetical plan, right? So you don't actually enact it yet. Uh, okay. We're we're enacting it in our minds. I hope your minds are capable of that. So, we go back to the outskirt of town. We find a kid or someone dumb as you guys. We give them the ransom note. We send them off. We don't let them see any of our faces. And then we go. You guys, knock me out. Uh, there's some ransom put up. And then later you guys come back with me deposit me say hey we kid we saved her from the desert drakes maybe yeah just blame it on them you guys walk away with the money i walk away with you know i walk home because i'm not kidnapped anymore and you guys have money and i'm not kidnapped by you guys and i'm not losing brain cells every second that's a good call that's a good call yeah see it works out for everyone so we knock her out now well maybe we should knock her out because what if we forget part of the plan? Maybe we should just keep her conscious for a little bit. And then we'll knock her out later once we've done all this. In case we forget or something happens. That's a good idea. Let's do that. Uh, you see, you hear them all kind of like mount their horses again as they do so. We'll turn our attention back to the town. The Devil Reach Saloon's doors swing right open. Bailey starts yelping. The mayor's daughter's been kidnapped. Uh, you see that Gib looks up and goes, Elsie? Elsie's been kidnapped? And you can see like there's a lot of attention suddenly at Bailey. So, Chad, I think you've probably finished both your drinks at this point. And my steak. And your steak. W- Bailey, what? The mayor's daughter. 
Elizabeth, uh, as you can call her Elsie, like you know how she has she has like a long name, like a real name, and then she has a nickname, like how I'm Hay Bale, and then there's also Bailey. Uh, Elizabeth is also Elsie, right? And she's been okay, kidnapped. Bailey, Bailey, Bailey. This is there's no time for a backstory. How, how did you find out? I saw him. I saw him. She was standing by a uh, one of them bushes, and then suddenly uh, these four uh, horse riders came up and just sweeped her off her feet uh, with uh, with a burlap sack and everything. I look at around, seeing like anyone else is adamant into action. Alice, I think you are at the porch of the Devil Reach Saloon. Bailey is standing right at the door, blocking your entrance into the bar, which was probably an inconvenience. But you are privy to her announcement. I'll poke my head in. Their reward? I, I I don't know. I they didn't leave a ransom well, note or ma- anything. Does the mate does the mayor know about it? Oh, I haven't gone around to tell him yet. He's oh, all the well, way over there. Oh, well, let's go and tell. The, <laughs> let's go and tell the mayor, cause uh, cause he's gonna really want his daughter back for sure, and I'm sure he's gonna want to uh make sure she gets back nice and safe with uh quite a bit of money so uh let's go tell the sheriff uh not the sheriff the mayor i already told the sheriff don't worry sheriff bishop knows he's right over there and bailey's gonna go point at you bishop where are you right now uh i am just walking into the saloon oh i can ask you about that is there going to be a reward for fetching miss adder that's a reward that's what you kind of stand up no reward. Uh, there's a nice horse out there. Uh, it's going to be a little bit faster than mine. I need to commandeer it for a bit. Whose horse is it? She don't um, like when you want to ride her horse. I'm sorry, did Ooh. you just say that there is no financial compensation for aiding in this endeavor? Not for you, certainly. Okay? Well, Listen, not for is me. Only... Is that discrimination, Sheriff Bishop? I need a horse. Well, uh, you can have mine. I have uh, a young man walks in uh, very hurriedly and says, I just came from the mayor's office. There's a there's a reward of a hundred silver to whoever can bring back uh, his daughter. Let's go save the mayor's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I walk right out the fucking door and jump on a horse. So just heading straight out to the apple. This is not for no bounty. This is this go. is life. Nah, this I'm is leaving. life and death. This ain't for I'm no leaving. bounty. I'm yeah, galloped away. <laughs> uh, Socha, you uh, also get your own horse. This young yes, well, this young man whose horse is already ahead of them. I'm gonna jump on this horse. You have your horse. Remember the Vernon <laughs> tried yes, to steal. Oh, did I bring? No, I didn't think he's I brought right it over across. Here. He's okay, right so across the horse. street. Got you. Okay, well, I'm running to my horse. I'm getting up there and I'm going. Um, I'm going to do that really dramatic thing of, like, having the horse trot in place um, and kick up a bunch of dirt. Um, and I'm going to look to Bailey. I'm going to say, what direction and they go to? If I tell you, will you bring me along? She already pointed me in the direction, so I'm going. Already. <laughs> yeah. Calling I'm just He's going. I'm already following Bishop. You're too small, and I go after I go after uh, Soche and Bishop. As you ride <laughs> off, you can hear Bailey yell, "I'm perfectly the right height for someone of my age and and appetite." <laughs> appetite. <laughs> um, as you guys ride, uh, let's bring you guys to the big map. Big map. 
the big map. Ooh, big oh, that map. map. He big said a hundred silver. I said say yeah, less. hundred silver. <laughs> I said say less. Man. Right now, you are headed Oof. to the east towards the mountain ranges. Who is in the weed again? Bishop is in the weed with Soche uh, not mm-hmm. far behind and Alice uh, bringing up the rear. Yes, yes, uh-huh. indeed. All right. It's not very long until you can see four horses uh, ahead of you, headed towards you, actually, which is probably not exactly what you're expecting. They're still too far to kind of make out the shapes on top of the horses. But Elsie, you can hear the galloping as the gang who kidnapped you is headed back to uh, the town called Fortune. Bishop, you're the first one to notice these four. They all seem to have their faces obscured by bandanas, but behind the weed rider, you can see a squirming burlap sack uh, affixed to the back of that horse. Uh, how close are we one more time? Uh, how close are you from the from four them, riders? Uh, from the guys riding towards us, yeah. Um, probably around, uh, probably around thirty feet. Thirty feet. Um, as we come closer, I'm going to yell out at the top of my voice, "Y'all there! Stop! Stop it!" Uh, you see that they all come to this uniform halt, uh, and one of them goes, "Oh shoot." It's the sheriff. Your guy's gonna get it now! <laughs> <laughs> sheriff, I'm in All the right. bag! <laughs> shh, shh. There's no one in the bag. Elsie. It's bread. <clears throat> bread? I'm no bread. I'm not yeast. You I let me out of this bag right you. now. I certainly believe you. Let's 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 stop it. Let's stop the games right now. Hand over the sheriff's daughter and I won't shoot you in your foot. No, uh, in your in your shoulder. We we found her. Is there a bounty for her? Maybe of like twenty to thirty to fifty silver. You you're not serious. Or whatever you want to give. Have you? We're heroes to the town. I believe you said you. Do you see yourself? Who could really see yourself? You know, like spiritually i would like to draw i would like to draw (laughs) this are are these gentlemen armed (laughs) uh you can see that they have holsters at their legs okay i'm drawing my pistol and i would like to aim it at the lead rider who has addy on the back or lc on the back sorry all right (laughs) all right all right you are all all a bunch of very handsome a group of people and we can all just take a deep breath Okay. Seems like there has been a bit of a misunderstanding. Miss Elsie was wandering around and she seemed to have wandered into a burlap sack. So why don't we start with getting Miss Elsie out of the sack? Or we start shooting. This is not a negotiation tactic. That is the mayor's daughter. They have kidnapped the mayor's daughter. We're getting her back and you all are going to jail. Wonderful, but let's get the girl out of the sack first. Look, me. Well, we we gotta te- we gotta make sure. Okay, how about this? We gotta make sure that she's okay. You didn't cut off any of her fingers, removed an ear, or something. Who do you think we are? You think we're some type of like wizard folk marauders? I mean, they kidnapped someone. Yeah, but we didn't eat them. Oh my mistake! You are a bunch of kidnappers with manners. Yes, they're also dumb okay. as hell. Yeah, All right, um, uh, I would like to dismount my horse and. 
walk over to where else he is, please. With my gun still aimed at the lead rider. None of the riders really make too much of a motion. However, about halfway between your horse and the four riders, you see them shake a little, but not in fear, because they're not the ones shaking, at least not by themselves. You're also shaking, and so is everything around you, as the ground starts to quake. What's uh, going on? Earthquakes happen from time to time in the region of Vainsworth. It causes quite an uh, amount of trouble for the, the houses in the town called Fortune and the farms on the outskirts. But this one feels different. The fur along your body, Bishop, and the hair on all your necks tingles with a type of static. Up in the sky, there's rumbling. And the sky was clear just a second ago. But suddenly, an overcast haze falls upon everyone. And it starts to rain. Which, we're quite, quite a few months away from the very brief, basically two weeks of rain that Vainsworth gets to see and this is this is not just like a regular rain it's big fat droplets of water that fall from the sky hitting the ground and almost drenching you within a matter of moments you hear the sky rumble and in the overcast you see lightning illuminate the sky for a brief second you see one of the four riders go, Oh man, Fia's upset. Is the Yanti still holding my burlap sack, sack shut? No. Okay, I am definitely just shoving my entire head out of there, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. I can see <laughs> um, most of that in the burlap sack, so I figure someone just dumped a bunch of water on me. Uh, as you stick your head out and look upwards, a big fat raindrop just hits you right in the eye. Oh! Ah! Yeah. Raining? I'm very, very confused right now, but in the chaos, I'm going to try and go for Elsie and uh, kind of snatch her up and kind of help her uh, get out of the burlap sack. and Make a dexterity save. Um, I think that Alice right now, uh, she dismount with bishop um she tried to defuse the situation but she stays uh, mounted um and she's actually right now wrangling bishop's horse because i think the horses are very very terrified and they're rearing very uh like terribly like these these animals are not used to this weather and they're not used to the sounds and the and the ground shaking and things like that they're freaking out and Absolutely. she's trying to make sure that they still have a mode of uh, transportation Give me and that's a sixteen on the save for me. Alright, sixteen on the save and give me an animal handling check, Alice. Um as you lunge forward for the burlap sack, the Yonti looks up and in a split second I need a nerd deck save, Bishop, for you to dodge a strike of lightning. Oh. That's a six. Uh you are suddenly knocked backwards. Uh, as the strike of lightning hits directly into the burlap sack. Oh. Uh -huh. uh. And knocks you back. The horse that the burlap sack was on is suddenly freed and runs forward with a lightning I, speed and almost like a quick blur. Uh, I rolled a seven, by the way. 
Oh, oh boy. Uh, yeah, so it's, it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the Yonti's horse runs forward, that's enough. It runs straight directly into the reins of Bishop's horse that you're holding, Alice, knocking them from your hand. Bishop's horse is immediately released and let go, darting away from this. This thunderstrike sends all of the horses into uh, a craze, and I need Alice and Soche to make mm-hmm. deck saves to stay on their horse. Horses. I got a 12. Okay. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> a nat one. I mean, I mean, it makes sense. That's Nat Alice, one. I'm a horse is... girl. Why is this happening? <laughs> I'm a horse girl. Ah. <laughs> um, as as the the reins are yanked from your hands, Alice, you're also knocked off balance off your horse and landing heavily onto the ground, spraining your ankle as you fall in an awkward angle. Uh, so Shay, you were barely able to hold on to. Uh, Diablo's reins as he kicks up and raises both front legs into the air, but you're just able to kind of steady him to prevent him from completely fleeing in distress. The other horse riders are not so lucky as their horses suddenly uh, suddenly take off. Uh, one of them is still stuck as they're kind of like dragged along as the horse starts running away. And the burlap sack that was struck by lightning containing the mayor's daughter hits the ground with a loud thud. Mm-hmm. Bishop, as you get to your feet, you can see that the yon tea, uh has been knocked unconscious and is lying a little bit of a distance away. Ah, uh, Elsie. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh. I'm going to run towards Elsie and kind of see if she's alright. Uh, you quickly tear the burlap sack open. Uh, using your claws uh, to expedite the process. As you open the burlap sack, Elsie, what type of e- what color of electricity is coursing over your form? Ooh, uh, it is red. Okay, you see this red electric energy kind of course over her form, very similar to like like a red lightning sort of coursing over. You've never seen someone get struck by lightning. You don't know what it's like. That what happens with that. But you know that usually it's not a good thing. And you have heard about a few townsfolk who have been struck by lightning and just dropped dead straight at the spot. But as you look at Elsie, you can see the rise and fall of her shoulders to signify that she's still breathing somehow. All right. We we need to get her to Dr. Harsh right now. We need to go. Um, um, do you is pick there any up? horse nearby? I'm also okay. If anybody, if anybody, can well, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> this just looks bad. Alice, like, this is not the time to be in here. This is not the time to be in. Here. Oh, I'm so sorry, Sheriff. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, is there any horse nearby or have they all scattered? The only horse Mine's that still. is not scattered is Diavo that Soche is holding on to. Uh, and once I've calmed him down a bit, I get off, but I'm still holding on to his reins. I'm kind of walking towards Bishop and Elsie. Uh, ma'am, ma'am, uh, what, what's your name? Soche. So, uh, so, 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 Soche, Soche. Soche. Uh, listen, it's not important right now. I need... I need you. Need to my take, horse. 
I need her to take, I need you to take her back to the town. You take her to Doc Harsh, okay? Mm-hmm. Doctor's office. Can I, can I get you to do that, please? Yes. Oh, God. Almost as quickly as it began, the rain has stopped. The clouds have dispersed and suddenly the sun is shining on you. Are you picking up Elsie? Yes. Okay. I'm going to get is on the, my horse. Is that lightning stuff still happening to her skin? Like, we see that happening? It's probably happening by the time you get up, Alice. Mm-hmm. But by mm-hmm. the time Bishop picks her up, it seems to have subsided. Mm-hmm. It's around this time that, I didn't see it. that Elsie, you can regain consciousness in Bishop's arms as he's bringing you over to Diablo. Ow. Bishop? Elsie. Oh. Oh God, you're 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 okay. What the I hell think. happened? You uh, uh the fan, the fancy lightning just came down from from the sky and just it, it hit you out of nowhere. I got hit by lightning. I um share. I don't think there's time for this right now. I'm sorry. Is this the only horse that is currently around? Is there a room on there? Uh, you hear you hear a loud <laughs> thud. Followed by another one, and another one, and another one, four to be exact. And then it repeats, and it repeats, like a gallop. But with each gallop, the ground shakes a little bit. Not as much as the earthquake before, but you can see one of the horses is slowly returning back to you. You can see it across the horizon, except for it's fairly large. And it only gets bigger as it comes closer. And when it's about 30 feet away, you realize that this horse is about the size of the Devil Reach Saloon. What the? Oh, you know what? I didn't want a horse. That's okay. Um, <laughs> That's all right. You can go back. Uh, you can go ahead and take that one back. Yeah. With, my dreaming. Is that one yours? That horse? It's not mine. You see this red electricity kind of course over the horse the horse's eyes as it uh raises its front hooves and gives us a loud thunderous neigh oh. um and as it slams its hooves into the ground this dirt gets kicked up and pushed towards you uh causing you guys to cough and cover your eyes and you see that these horns have kind of sprouted from the horse's heads and its eyes turn this bright red snarls you can see its front right leg tread the ground as it begins to charge oh y'all need nope. to go y'all i'm need heading go. with uh, securing elsie i'm going with a loud stomp you hear electricity strike the ground again but this time it comes from the horse's hooves and you can see this crackle kind of separate and crack the ground that's already drying the the rain that has soaked the ground is already evaporating in the sun but this electricity only further disrupts the dirt and starts to race at the four of you. And that's all we'll have for tonight on Wild Magic West. Rip on that one. I was Rip on finished. that one. Did it eat my it. horse? I think that's Bishop's horse. Did did Bishop's horse eat my horse? Well, that was <laughs> Was it like a star oh, like a Star Wars, week. Clone Wars underneath the No, not Clone Wars. Like, it, is it like out. a bigger fish type situation? <laughs> it's like a bigger fish. This is one of the horses that of the other riders. Uh, Bishop yeah, and, a- and Alice's horse have booked it. Been eaten. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, my horse is at least to your horse is nice. Don't, to nice my knowledge, horse. they're dead. In my, in, I have, in a, I have head, a nice horse. My horse wouldn't have it's ate over. anything. <laughs> Yo, listen, this thing, nice. <laughs> this thing was moving around at the in in the same area that our horses were moving around. This thing ate our other horses. Right? <laughs> no joke. This thing has consumed. Probably ate your horse. My horse is hard. My horse built different. Thank you uh, for listening in. This has been the first episode of Wild Magic West. Uh, it's been so exciting we got magic going in here now Uh, our next episode is going to be on wednesday uh august 11th uh next month in two weeks wednesday 9 30 p.m same place we'll see what happens with this horse and our our crew of uh ragtag westerners I hope you guys enjoyed the VOD for those of uh, you that have missed any parts uh, will be available on Twitch and will also be published on YouTube. Thanks so much for joining. Welcome to Vainsworth.